Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. 411 Teen provides a forum to examine and discuss various issues and events that confront intersect, and sometimes interrupt our daily lives. All people have a right to food, shelter, safety, security, health care, education, and a healthy environment. TCAT, Tallahassee Community Action Committee, is a local grassroots organization dedicated to fighting for peace, justice, and equality through direct action. While their focus is local Their struggle is connected to that of all oppressed people everywhere. I am Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and members of TCAT join me via the Zoom platform. I welcome Regina Joseph. She is Communications Director. Hey, everybody. Nice to be here. Glad to have you. Delilah Pierre, President. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting us, 411. Yeah. Chi-Chi is media specialist. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, And Tito, communications specialist. Good day, good day, everybody. Well, let's take a look at TCAT. What was the impetus for the creation of TCAT? And by that, I mean share the circumstances of the, the who's, the where's, the when's, the why it even evolved. And whoever wants to, I guess I'll start with you, Regina, and just whoever wants to just yeah. join us. Yeah, I, I would be glad to talk about how TCAC started. Um, so again, my name is um, Regina Joseph, and I've actually been doing organizing for the past 11 years. Mm-hmm. When I first got to Tallahassee, I was doing student organizing with Dream Defenders and Students for a Democratic Society, and I was involved in uh, many struggles on FSU's campus um, you know, over time, though, I was no longer in school and I was becoming a full-fledged community member. And the people that we're organizing with who were also in SDS, we found that we wanted to do, um, you know, real struggle and make real change outside of FSU's campus. So as a result, we decided to um, form the Tallahassee Community Action Committee. Well, actually, before that, we looked to see if there's any other local organizations that we didn't know about that we could join. Um, and after a year, we were not able to um, find anything. Um, my uh, partner and I, my husband, uh, we were, again, looking for an organization to find. We actually were thinking about moving to uh, Jacksonville, but I was actually having a, a conversation with my in-laws, and we talked about how we wanted to have a family and have kids. And they said, well, do you really want to be in Jacksonville and start a family? Or do you want to be closer here in Tallahassee? And after some thinking, we decided we actually wanted to stay in Tallahassee, which was another reason why we wanted to start TCAC. Um, So y'all can thank my in-laws for why there is a TCAC um, (laughs) right now. And we were inspired by um, another organization called the Jacksonville Community Action Committee, which is an organization Um, that is a part of the National Alliance Against uh, Racist and Political Repression, of which we're also a founding member. And with their guidance, 
we decided that we were going to start a new community organization on uh, August in 2018. Uh, uh, myself, my husband, Satya Stark Baynar, uh, Jules Bailey, uh, Trish Brown, um, uh, Jordan Scott, and uh, Johns Palmer, and uh, Donna uh, Pearl all met at All Saints Cafe, and we had our very first um, TCAC uh, meeting. And the very first campaign we ever did was actually fighting against uh, Don Crandall. He was a, um, a white man that went to a, univ uh, a student housing um, building and accosted some um, FAMU students mm -hmm. with the gun and were threatening them with the gun. And we had a call-in day to try to get him uh, arrested and fired, which we were actually able to do. When we first started the call-in day, the uh, company he worked for, was, I believe it was a, a holiday, and those Marriott were telling us that we were wasting our time and that this was an issue that had nothing to do with corporate. But then mm -hmm. later that day, it was actually the corporate Marriott that actually replied in our Facebook event that said Don Crandall was fired. And then shortly later, nine days later, we actually got him arrested. So that was our very first campaign that we did in 2018. So that's basically just a little background about how TCAC started. Okay. Well, you sound like a very dynamic group. Um, where do you have regular meetings? Because at this point, I just want people to get an understanding of who you are and where you meet. So do you have regular meetings? And if so, where are they? Um, just trying to share information with the listening audience. Yeah, I'll be um, more than glad to talk about that. Or maybe um, Tito or Delilah okay. would. Okay. Right. Um, we have meetings um, every first Sunday of the month um, at the Quakers um, church. It's on South Magnolia. And, you know, if you check our um you know, our Instagram or our Facebook or our Twitter, then you like see that it's on Talikak um okay. on everything. So yeah, we meet pretty regularly every once a month. And we also meet for um communications, we meet for police crimes, um we meet for outreach and yeah, you're always active. <laughs> Um, so our communications meetings are every third Monday um, mm -hmm. of the month um, at 7 p.m. And our police crimes meeting are every um, every Wednesday of the month. We meet weekly um, at 7 p.m. as well. If you're interested in getting more information about these meetings and how to attend them, you can follow us um, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at TallyCAC or the Tallahassee Community Action Committee for more information. Okay. You mentioned um, that you accomplish your goals through direct action. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Would you like to uh, answer that, Delilah? I would love to answer that question. Um, I also, uh, uh, Regina, could you first tell people when comms meets monthly? Oh, so we actually meet every uh, two weeks. If you want to get more information about when we meet, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also uh, text our uh, texting list, um, which I can give uh, later at the bottom okay. of the show or just um, in, later in the radio interview. Okay. 
So yes, the Tallahassee Community Action Committee, we're a direct action organization. Um, and that means that we believe that the best way for us to create change um, isn't just through something like charity or mutual aid mm-hmm. by, you know, giving resources or money to people in the community that can be important, but we don't feel like that challenges um, or changes things structurally or fundamentally um, or through electoral reforms, although it's, of course, important to, you know, elect progressive individuals. Um, they won't stand for what they say they will stand for if there isn't a mass movement behind them. Mm-hmm. So we organize and we do direct action, meaning we create um, and help build campaigns um, to get city, state, and national legislators, you know, um, you know, politicians and, you know, um, governments and city systems to listen to our demands and change what they're doing or to accept our demands. To give an explanation of that, um, I think a great explanation was, um, Regina talks about the Don Crandall campaign. Um, We fought a white supremacist man um, and got him arrested. We've also had campaigns around not having a police station on the South side. We Mm -hmm. organized with um, County Commissioner Bill Proctor, um, as well as the Students for a Democratic Society and other organizations in Tallahassee. Um, And we kept on showing up to city commission meetings I mean, saying we don't want a police station on the south side. This is good for south side residents. And then with the combined help of Bill Proctor, um, we organized south side residents to speak out against that police station in the south side. And it got repealed. They didn't end up putting that police station in the south side. Uh, another great example is us creating the most inclusive conversion therapy ban in the state of Florida. Um, we organized and worked with Lakey Love, a former member of the Tallahassee Committee Action Committee, um, as well as... Catherine Lane, uh, a lawyer in Tallahassee, and we were able to get the most inclusive conversion therapy ban passed in the state of Florida with the support of all five city commissioners. So we believe that kind of work directly going to um, our city commission as an organization and demanding they change things and mobilizing mass influence and mass power and mobilizing as many people in our community as possible to join us in these struggles. We believe it doesn't just, you know, change one thing. What it does is it builds a grassroots organization. It builds a mass movement that has the kind of power to really structurally or fundamentally change things. If we look at the civil rights movement, other movements and history where things really change for oppressed people, it's because even though they had progressive politicians, they had mass movements and grassroots organizations that those progressives were tied to, that they were forced to answer to, that pushed those people to actually complete their demands. How would you all characterize exactly what is going on politically? Um, and I would say you can state state and locally, politically, what is happening. Just in a general, because we're going to get into the specifics. But when you look at, you know, just the dynamics of politics and decision making, uh, how would you characterize it? I can take this one, but everyone also feel free to add on if you have more to say. Um, well, un- unless, would you like to say something, Chi-Chi? Um, you start and I'll add on. Of course. So I think we're seeing an intensification of systemic racism and white supremacy in the state of Florida. Um, I think in Florida and even locally, we're seeing kind of like the, the most right-wing Um, factions of our state and local government have so much power that they can pass um, 
pretty much even some un- unconstitutional, but definitely extremely repressive laws mm-hmm. uh, like HB5, the abortion bill ban, the anti-gender affirming care laws, uh, the laws that affect and target, you know, teaching black history or the Stop Woke Act. Um, we're seeing that happen. And we're seeing also this national response where we're seeing, you know, um, something like the January 6th riots and extreme political instability in our country. I think it's a sign that our country isn't as politically and economically dominant as before, but also is dealing with what I would call its true character. It's we're in a place where we either choose to shed our racist past or Mm -hmm. we choose to accept it. Okay. I'm going to ask you to hold your thoughts there, and we're going to take a break, and then we will come back. You are tuned in to 411 Teen, and this edition focuses on Tallahassee Community Action Committee. Uh, We have members of their community joining us. We're going to take a brief break, and then our conversation will continue. Just tuning in, the program is 411 Team, and I am talking with members of the Tallahassee Community Action Committee. We have Delilah, Chichi, Tito, and Regina. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add before we move on? We were talking just about, you know, what is happening, how it, one would characterize what was happening politically. Mm-hmm. I, I want to give Chichi a chance to speak. Okay. Um, So from a a student aspect, uh, I definitely agree with Delilah uh, in the idea that it's definitely an oppression and a repression of already oppressed groups of students um, uh, and of kind of like their voices and their histories, uh, especially in the school systems, uh, looking at House Bill 999. Uh, really Mm -hmm. limiting diversity, equity, and inclusion in the school systems. Um, We've seen this before in history, uh, but I feel like it's really an adamant to our already existing system, uh, the continuation of trying to uh, oppress oppress classes of people um, in order to uh, continue to give the superior class of people uh, power. Okay. Any other additions? Okay. On your website, you have food and shelter, security, health care, education, um, legal justice, environment, social services. All, they're all listed as focal areas. And I'd like to look a little bit more thoroughly at them. What are the barriers um, that you have identified concerning these, these um, focal areas? Um, are there any particular barriers that you have identified when it comes to addressing these areas? There are significant barriers, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, I think one huge barrier in our city is that affordable housing isn't something that our city is willing to tackle head on, even in their current program. Like if you read the city commission meeting notes, Um, From tomorrow's meeting, the city commission is having a meeting at 5 p.m. and a city budget meeting at 6 p.m. at City Hall. um, That's 300 South Adams Street. Uh, In in the city commission's meeting notes, they say that they don't officially handle issues of affordable housing. Mm -hmm. They outsource that work to projects like 211 Big Bend um, or other nonprofits in the area. 
But then they don't give those nonprofits the kind of money or jurisdiction to be able to really change things. Uh, I think when it comes to food security in Tallahassee, there's just a dearth and deficit of that overall. And what our city can do in our city isn't taking the steps to be efficient and trying to handle and resolve those problems. With transportation, you know, instead of trying to increase um, the busing situation in Tallahassee and make transportation more easy to access, our city is thinking about combining um, our current bus station with Greyhound's bus station, which just sounds like it's honestly going to be a logistical nightmare. Yes, it does. (laughs) So there's a lot going on that I think, honestly, our city commissioners... John Daly, Curtis Richardson, and Diane William Cox are responsible for as they block almost all progressive legislation. Okay. Um, could I add on? Sure, yes. Um, and then again, from the sin aspect, uh, really looking at how like the bus system isn't necessarily like the most consistent and reliable, um, and even seeing like students going, you know, homeless or having to live in a motel, uh, it, it really accounts on how our city government especially uh, doesn't take issues like um, lack of affordable housing um, and uh, accessible transportation series. That's true. Um, you know, I think a lot of these like issues are like very like intertwined, like everyone's mm-hmm. saying. So um, like with ending police brutality and, you know, like other more safe communities, like our like city government kind of has it in the opposite way that like it should be right so like right now they're trying to raise the property taxes um by like 10 percent to give more money to, to the police right to hire like mm-hmm. a couple thousand more police by a bunch they're of, gonna cut know, out those crimes and get rid of those guns right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you know they, they're trying to be um super tough on crime mm-hmm. or whatever by giving the police more money and that's just not how you do it right you know based on you know, they based on like years and years, like decades upon decades of like, you know, just like data. Like you see, like giving the police more money does not reduce crime. It doesn't make, you know, safer communities, but they still trying to do that, right? It just mm-hmm. increases police brutality because you're putting more police on the streets who don't do nothing but like kind of terrorize the masses. So, yeah, like I think, you know, a lot of this is intertwined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other comments? Yeah, I mean, I I think that Tallahassee is a city with a really rich history of resistance. But unfortunately, there are various people who are um, in power right now who are fighting against really progressive measures. And it's indicative of the fact that we live in a capitalist white supremacist society in a country that's been built on 500 years of white supremacy. And it's our jobs, you know, as organizers and as allies and people in this community to fight against that very oppression so we have a better society to live in. Okay. How are you received by the community overall? How would you describe? Um, I think we're received pretty well. Um, I just moved to Tallahassee in, um, in August of mm-hmm. last year, so I've been there like around a year now. Um, well, when I joined like Tallahassee and I didn't expect like the reaction and how good of a, um, you know, a community like relationship they have. So I'd wear the TCAC shirt around and people be like, oh, wow, we really, you're doing the Lord's work or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they'd be like, you know, very positive responses. And I was, you know, a little taken aback. But, you know, as I learned more about like what TCAC has done, I like, throughout the years, I see like, OK, like this make 
a lot of sense like why people have you know such a like trust in TCAC and you know we're just working to like build more and more like on that when you yeah. see, oh go right ahead well I was gonna say um I definitely see that people do support us one way that I see that is how people show up for us when we are attacked mm. I am a tally 19er so I was a part of a large group of people that were protesting on September 5th, 2020. And I, along with my husband and uh, 15 uh, other people, actually 18 other people were arrested that day. Okay. And I was so scared because I've you know, never been to jail before. And I, my cat got me. I'm so sorry. Uh, I was, uh, you know, very, uh, you know, scared and I didn't, you know, obviously want to go to jail and I was worried about my husband and I did not spend a night in jail. I did not spend a night in jail because TCAC, which is very well organized and our allies and supporters were able to organize a call in day. They're able to organize jail support. And so I was not forced to stay in jail later that week. I think 400 people delivered public comments to the city condemning them for arresting the peaceful protesters that were on the sidewalk. So that was one way that I've seen how the community has really supported TCAC. And for that, I'm very grateful because if it wasn't for the community, I would probably still be in jail and it mm. would be even harder, you know, living under this repressive government that's under Ron DeSantis. Other comment? When you... I just wanted okay. to add. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. No, fine. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add. I think, like, um, we still have a lot of work to do. You know, my dream is I want TCAC to be an organization that everyone feels comfortable joining. And I want TCAC to be able to do that by, through our actions, showing that we're fighting for people. We're fighting for better lives for working people. I think the power of organizing that the personal power it's given me is one thing, but the political power for a community to be able, a community to be able to organize for their interests, mm -hmm. it's extremely important. So I just think, you know, I've also seen support for TCAC and having, you know, TCAC has gone out to like 926 and other venues and people will be like, TCAC is here, clap for them, clap for the work that TCAC's doing. And I always find that just like really sweet and heartwarming. I think there are people who think our work is that important and it's not all of the reason that I fight, but it is really nice to get recognition for your activism. That's true. What would you identify as, and I think you may have answered this in other ways um, earlier, but what would you identify as the outstanding characteristics of the organization, TCAT? I think TCAC as an organization is comprised of mostly working class people and oppressed nationalities and the multinational working class fighting for one common goal. And when we have a campaign, we make sure that we are well researched on that campaign and we are well equipped to be able to carry out that campaign. And one of the campaigns that we're doing right now is for community control of the police and Delilah who is the head of the police crimes committee has been leading that fight 
to reinstitute the civilian police review board. We try as best as we can to be militant, but not only to be militant, but to also be strategic, to be well-researched and learn about our history and use history in a scientific way so we can learn from the people before us and be able to apply that knowledge now so that we can make a difference in our world. Well, Delilah, uh, let me ask you, oh, let me just ask Delilah, what is the status of this police review board? I would love to tell you more. And also just to add on, um, yeah, community control of the police, the fight against police brutality, the fight for black liberation or national liberation, that's what TCAC is centered around. Uh, so I don't know if y'all know, but uh, during the, the George Floyd protest of 2020, when millions of people in our country and across the world stood up to protest the repressive killing of George Floyd, but honestly, the entire apparatus of police repression against black people in particular, uh, a civilian police review board was created by our city commission. Our city commission claimed the civilian police review board was going to be the answer to the problems, to the murders of Raheem Reeder, of Michael Johnson, of Tony McDade, of Wilbon Water, mm -hmm. four men who were killed in two years or even under two years in the city of Tallahassee. They claimed it would give us protection and security and a mechanism for holding the police accountable. Ever since it's been created, our city commission has done nothing but stifle and curtail the powers of that civilian police review board, whether that's not reading the report they created until six months after they created it, trying their best to get the civilian police review board not to make a press statement in favor of a member that they removed um, simply because she had a cup that said abolish oh, a sticker yes. of police and brutality um, or any other way they could. And so now they've released a new program taking away all of the powers the Civilian Police Review Board could have that could make it more autonomous or independent and no longer has the right to have an independent social media account to do community outreach or organizing, to have any power to review anything outside of the specific cases they're given by police. So we think that the Civilian Police Review Board has become even more a representation of a sham board, of a fake mechanism of accountability for police in Tallahassee. And we believe we must struggle to increase its power and to get community control to police so that officers who murder people or do unjust actions against people are held accountable for their actions. Okay. All right. Any other comments? Someone is trying to decide, should I become involved with TCAT? You know, listener, here's you all talking. Sounds like they're doing some dynamic things. But I'm not quite sure. What kinds of things would you tell them about being involved? What does being involved mean? Um, so being involved in TCAC, um, so if you want, you know, like a lot of times, like we look around our community and we see like things that, you know, we don't like, like we see, you know, police brutality, we see like, you know, people being homeless, we see like, you know, like things getting worse, right? And it gives like, you know, a little bit of um, like a depression to it, like a, like, what can we do about that, right? Like, you feel kind of useless about it, you know? Like, if you want to feel like you could, like, make an impact mm -hmm. on your community, like, you, you know, could come together with other people because that's how you make change, right? Like, you come together as a collective with people who also 
want to change the world for the better, then, you know, I think that would be like a good, you know, like a reason to join TCAC, right? Like you could, if you have any skills at all with like communicating, um, you could make um, like graphic design, you could like, you have any skills with like marketing, you have any skills with, um, you know, like tabling, mm-hmm. talking to people, you could, um, you know, like just like any like organizing skills, like at all. And even if you don't have those skills, right? Like this is a great opportunity to like, you know, teach a lot of those skills to like interface um with your community right and you know like I didn't I didn't know how to do a lot of the things that I know how to um do now like I've I've learned a lot and Mm -hmm. you know it's a good way to feel like things could get better Mm -hmm. yeah what have you learned um, being a, so, being a uh, member like if, of TCAT. Yeah, so if you look at the um like the social media, I didn't I didn't really know how to make like you know graphics like that. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I joined um the comms team. Um, and Jana was the director of comms, and she was like, "Hey, um, anyone want to make a graphic?" You know, it's like uh, you know, like there's like a lot of like tasks that you know they put out to like the general group you know like if anyone wants to do it and yeah like I <laughs> joined up to make it and um they walked me through and all the different um like ways they like, gave me a little tutorial and yeah and I think that was one thing and you know like putting out a press release um they taught me how to do that you mm-hmm. know like interacting with all of the different um you know, news stations and um, websites and like news people to like get the word out that, you know, maybe a protest is happening or the um, the budget meeting is happening. We're going to be there, you know, just like mm-hmm. getting more because uh, I, I, I didn't I didn't actually know <laughs> how you like contact all of the people. But I know that there's a process now and that's a very valuable thing mm-hmm. to learn. So, yeah. And okay. many, many more things. Okay. And just like talking to people, like, you know, tabling, um, we just like talking to random people, like, you know, walking about and like, you know, being able to convince them, like, hey, like, TCAC is a good thing to join. Like, you just learn a lot of people's skills too. Sounds like a very positive. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing some good things, you know, yeah. very transformational. Sounds like that's what you're about. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Um, what does the membership look like? I mean, and when I say look like, I mean, is it just all you all sound relatively young? What about old school? Are there any old folks in there? Or is there any age limitation? Yeah, uh, I can answer some of that. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, I would say most most of us are young. Okay. But we don't want it to be that way. I mean, when we actually first started TCAC, we had some people that were older. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've met um, uh, Dr. Ed Hollyfield before. He went to a lot <laughs> of our meetings. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some other uh, folks that were first with us. I think things changed once we had COVID and people didn't want to go outside as much. Mm-hmm. And we heavily focused on being online and doing Zoom meetings. Now, we're trying to focus not just on social media. Hold your doing... thoughts. Hold your thoughts for a moment. Just hold your thoughts. I'm going to get back to you. It's one of those times where we have to take a break. You're tuned in to 411 Teen. I am talking with members of TTAC. 
Tallahassee Community Action Committee. We're going to take a brief break, but we'll get right back at you. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. Welcome to 411 Team, and this hour I am featuring TCAT, Tallahassee Community Action Committee. It is a local grassroots organization, dynamic, dedicated to fighting for peace and justice and equality through direct action. I have uh, been ordered to let you all, Delilah and Regina, I need to let you know that Evan Rossi is in the control room. And he told hey, me to tell <laughs> he told Hi. me to <laughs> tell you hello. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, is there any particular political affiliation involved in the organization of, of TCAT? Delilah, do you wanna uh, take it off? Um, yes. Okay, so I wanna say first and foremost. TCAC is a quote unquote big tent organization. Okay. Um, so we don't really care what your political orientation is mm -hmm. um, or what you politically identify as. Um, feel free to join our organization and fight with us as long as you can unify on the principles that we state and our guiding document and you support the struggle uh, against police brutality and for community control of the police. If you do, join us, organize with us, work with us. Personally, I am a Marxist Leninist. Um, and I'm the district organizer of the Freedom Road Sources Organization. So that's my own personal politics. Uh, but again, we don't think of trying to recruit people because they're leftists necessarily even. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't just want an organization that's made up of people who see themselves as leftists. We want an organization that's made up of working class people in Tallahassee. And we want to build an organization that's so irresistible to join that people who haven't even thought about their politics think, this is a group that I know is helping and changing things. So join us. Okay. Yeah, I agree with what Delilah said. I'm, myself, I'm also a Marxist-Leninist. I am a socialist and I believe that capitalism is the reason for all of our problems. Um, you know, when it comes mm -hmm. to organizing, it's not about whether or not you're leftist. And to be honest, like if someone's like, oh yeah, I know if they can give me like a whole you know, a history of like obscure Russian history. That's not someone that I necessarily want to organize with. Not that I don't want to organize with them, but that's not real. You know, like mm -hmm. we need to be exactly. in the community. You got to be able to talk to people. I've learned so much from myself about how not to be that annoying person that just rambles off like random obscure, like Russian history to actually talk to people. And that's the thing that's most important is being able to talk to people about real issues that are happening and being able to talk about our community and not viewing oneself as like uh, a person that is like outside of the periphery, you know, really, mm -hmm. really being involved in the struggle is the most important thing when it comes to organizing. Like, do you have the heart and do you have the discipline to want to make the world a better place? That is the politics of who we want in our organization. Okay. Any other comments? Mm -hmm. And that's why like, um, you know, local, community members like you know people who like grew up here like been out like a long time is so important um to the organization because you know like they have like 
deep, deep, deep roots in the mm-hmm. community. They're probably gonna be here a while, and they like care the most. Um, well, not care the most, <laughs> but they care like a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> about because I care a lot. Um, but they also care a lot about um, you know, like how this, like how Talas is gonna be, you know, for the next hundred years, right? You know, because yeah. like you know, their father been there, and their grandfather been there, and their great great grandmy been there, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I um, I believe the most important idea of like all the members of TCAC is not necessarily uh, your political affiliation, uh, but the okay. fact that we all agree that uh, there's a real problem, there's multiple problems in our city that need to be addressed that uh, currently how our government is structured are not being addressed um, mm-hmm. and just really wanting to work together to make change um, and to... Uh, Why are these areas that need to be addressed, in your opinion, not being addressed? What what are we getting wrong? What are we as, you know, a community um, getting wrong? I would say... And I, I think that's a wonderful question. And I think it cuts to the core of what we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'd say as a community, the thing that we're getting wrong is that these issues are not being addressed because our city chooses not to address mm-hmm. them. These okay. issues are not being changed or resolved because our city doesn't see a political or economic interest in changing and resolving them. The reason why in low-income neighborhoods and black and brown neighborhoods in the city of Tallahassee, we don't have sidewalks on both or sometimes any sides of the street is because our city doesn't think it's a good use of their funding and resources. The reason why we give affordable housing projects to the rich Gasvini program to create rather than creating actual sustainable affordable housing projects is because our city doesn't see that as economically viable for them. So I think it's simply that we don't have the kind of mass movement or organization among the working people of Tallahassee to demand and fight for what we want. We don't believe that we need to be class conscious and organize and fight in our own struggle for change. We think that simply by electing someone that we see as a Democrat mm-hmm, or a Republican, mm-hmm. we can change our society. That is not ever, ever what's changed society. The civil rights movement did not change society because they elected a few good politicians. That was a good thing. I'm not against it whatsoever, but the mass movements and organizations that were created were what brought segregation to its heel, were what killed that system. And only the mass movements and organizations that exist in the United States today can bring the systemic racism and white supremacy that is the legacy of America to heal. It's the only thing that can smash and destroy it. Dang, Delilah, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. For real. For real. How do you identify, how does the action committee identify the action areas? I mean, is how do you set up and say, well, we need to look at this. For example, here we are in Tallahassee. And my next question, even though I'm giving you two of them, is what is going on with this gun violence in in, in Tallahassee, we cannot ignore that in this program. We must talk about it a little bit. I mean, every every day there's somebody that seem, it seems like there's someone mm-hmm. who are a child who is being killed 
being murdered. What is going on? What are your thoughts on the increased violence here mm -hmm. in Leon County? Well, I would like to um, discuss the second um, part of, of your question regarding, you know, just the violence. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually was speaking with um, a man who's here, Patrick Denson. Shout out to Patrick Denson. Uh, we've organized a couple of times in the past and he has an organization where he works with at-risk youth. I hate saying the word at-risk youth. People in the community, uh, you know, doing football, which I think mm -hmm. is really amazing. And today or yesterday, there was news about a high school girl who was shot in the face, just point blank. We don't, mm -hmm. I don't know as far as I know, you know, who actually killed this girl, but there is an issue of gun violence. And so I asked him, I said, what do you think we need? Do you think we need more police? And he said, no. And I think that's something that's really important because the police can't prevent the violence. They're good for after the fact, if they actually arrest the right person, um, unlike the case of the Richardson brothers in which they arrested mm -hmm. the wrong person, that's what they're good for. If we actually want to prevent violence, we gotta talk about what the core issues are, which is why our guiding document which you read earlier in the program, lists all the things that people need, uh, you know, food, shelter, education, mm -hmm. healthcare. If you provide those things for people, and studies have shown multiple times that they will not result to using that sort of violence. A lot of mm -hmm. violence is domestic violence. That is because we live in a patriarchal society, a society that is very male dominated that views women and LGBTQ people as less than. So we need to be able to address those issues interpersonally uh, uh, within our community and in our family, that that's not the way that people should be treated. A lot of people may commit crimes because they are mentally ill. Mm -hmm. If anyone's had the displeasure of having a mental health crisis in Tallahassee, there's a chance that you will not see a doctor. What you will see is the inside of a jail cell. So we don't have enough beds in Appalachia um, uh, Mental Health Center. There isn't uh, enough people to be able to take care of people within other mental health uh, facilities like Capital Regional, which I believe is HCA now, and Tallahassee Memorial. If we were to actually take away that $60 million that we give to FSU, for a stadium when they already have the money and instead spent $60 million providing job training and real jobs for people, I guarantee you we would not have these sort of issues that are happening in our community. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, other comments? Um, in my perspective, uh, so uh, this is a little bit of a stretch, but I promise it's leading toward a point. Um, I spent a semester in Tanzania last year um, and they're obviously it's a completely different country, uh, but uh, their police force doesn't look anything like the police force in the United States. Uh, they have less powers um, and they're basically only really used for security. Uh, but the people who really police the community there are the people themselves. Tanzania has been, it's one of the most peaceful places I have ever visited. Um, the, the crime rate is really low. Um, and I think in that attribute in regards to gun violence, I feel like uh, 
the largest problem in Tallahassee is uh, we spend too much of our resources invested in uh, the police force and growing the police force to uh, suppress uh, quote unquote children that are dangerous instead of uh, investing our resources into the community, community programs that know how best to reduce violence and problems in their own community. Other comments, anyone else? Yeah, I just want to, um, I also want to point to, I think the tragedy of this situation is that the solution is right in front of our eyes. Mm, okay. um, but we continue to think that giving policing more money will solve this problem. Uh, you know, I think in Tallahassee as a city, we, we don't really respect or trust that poor people can use these resources to pick themselves up out of poverty or will complain about homelessness, will complain about crime, but we won't think, well, maybe if those people had homes and had mm. the basic resources they need, these wouldn't be problems anymore. If those people had real opportunities and real access, they wouldn't be problems anymore. So that's just something I wanted to bring up because I see a lot of conversation about safety and I really want us to think about how we can talk about safety and a crime in a way that points away from policing. Because it's an important yeah. issue, but it's an issue that needs to be addressed by organizers. Mm -hmm. And and that was, kind of leads to my next question as to how can these issues be addressed? What can we do? Where do we start? I think one way we can address this issue, at least when it comes to policing, is having community control of the police. It's not that I think we shouldn't have police officers at all. I think the police officers that exist should be held to a higher standard because they mm -hmm. have a gun and mm -hmm. they're paid with our tax dollars. So therefore they should listen to the people and we should have more control over that policing. Uh, I This is a kind of a tangent, but uh, one of my friends, she has kids and they try to um, across the street to get to the bus stop and a lot of people and if you're one of these people in Tallahassee please when you see a bus stop with the stop sign stop <laughs> on both sides of the road um and so we we're talking about how to address this issue but she was scared about wanting to talk about getting the police because on one hand maybe it would be better if we had cops at these intersections so that way people would know don't speed but the problem is is if you have that cop there are they going to get out of that cop car and then beat someone instead of giving them a ticket? So mm -hmm. I think that's like a, a problem where it's like the policing that we do have, there's absolutely no oversight whatsoever. There's no accountability or transparency um, whatsoever. So I think that's one thing that would um, address uh, uh, one of the issues. And I'm sure uh, Delilah, Chichi, or Tito have other things they want to add to. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like a good recent example is um, there was a police that um, was found quote unquote accidentally using quote unquote like mm -hmm. his son's um like amphetamines mm -hmm. or I guess it was like um Adderall Adderall yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so but you know you're not supposed to do that you're not supposed to be on um, any substances like as someone you know with a gun in their pocket right mm -hmm. um but they faced no consequences from that and in fact the person who um who who was it who like talked. They tried to, you know, get consequences for them. Like they were fired, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the direct... Yeah, they were fired, right? Yeah. The ethics officer. So, you know, it's 
like not only are they like unaccountable, but if you try to hold them accountable, then like you'll be held accountable. <laughs> so like this is like you know the opposite of how it's supposed to be, right? And they're getting more and more money. Um, it's just unaccountable for us, right? So yeah. Okay. It's not right. Any other comments? Well, we are just, we always run out of time, and I'm looking at the clock, and we don't have much time, but no, I want you to share. No. Well, you have to come back. Just we will. Okay. okay. But Absolutely. Share, share the contact information that you were going to share at the end of the program. Yes. Um, so what we have is a um, SMS uh, text alert system. Mm -hmm. So you're going to want to text keywords uh, uh, TCAC. Uh, TCAC to the phone number 850-367-6292. So again, you're going to uh, text TCAC uh, to the phone number 850-367-6292. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at TallyCAC. That's T-A-L-L-Y-C-A-C. Um, again, that's T-A-L-L-Y-C-A-C. And our website is tallycac.com. We meet every first Sunday of the month at the Quaker Meeting House. Shout out to the Quakers for allowing us to meet there. That's at 2001 South Magnolia. That's first Sundays at 7 um, p.m. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else. Maybe we okay. can also mention oh. the next couple meetings we have, Delilah. Make it quick. Very, quick, very quickly very quickly absolutely we have a general meeting that's coming up on october um that's coming up on the first sunday of october and we also have um, a city budget meeting on september 27th and we're going to be attending the city commission meetings on the second and fourth wednesdays of the month well listen i just want to say thank you extend to you my sincere appreciation of course it's time out for this edition of 411 team, but many, many thanks to Tallahassee Community Action Committee. I want to thank Regina, who's been my right-hand lady, <laughs> Delilah, Chi-Chi, so Tito, Tuto, thanks. Tito. Tito, okay. Thank you so much. Um, listening audience, thanks a lot for your time and your ear. Tune in next week, same time, same place. Get the 411 on 411 team. Four One One Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the Four One One Team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of Four One One Team at wfsu.org.